Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Commerce Trust. I'm Chris Shields, and I'm with David Stubblefield today, a certified financial planner at Commerce Trust Company. David, welcome. Thank you for having me, Chris. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, a main event. We're going to talk about uh, the choice when you're confronted with the option of uh, of a pension versus uh, a lump sum. But before we get there, let's set the table for just a second. Um, financial planning uh, in a very big field in the industry today. Tell us what you do so, so our audience can have an idea of what to expect. I do a long-range planning for clients and prospects of the Commerce Trust Company. A lot of the times that's focused around retirement or f- solving for financial independence and then kind of touching base on other aspects of their financial life underneath that umbrella, right? So uh, we try to get, the goal is to give you guideposts, is a word I use a lot, to make financial decisions as you transition from one phase of your life to the next. Well, David, that brings us up to the point where you have the choice uh, for some fortunate retirees as they head in, into their maybe their last five years of their runway, of uh, making a, a pension choice or making a lump sum choice for what to do with their proceeds in their retirement accounts. Is there a rule of thumb that, uh, that you tell people? Can you help us with the, uh, the, the front end of this choice? Sure, absolutely. So there are several uh, break-even calculators available on the Internet. Uh, if you like to use Excel, uh, or if you like to use your calculator, you can kind of figure out with a certain rate of return how long this lump sum will last me if I take the dollar amount of the pension out, and you can decide if you're if you're comfortable with that. Uh, that's one way to look about, look at it. I tend to take a more um, I'm going to call it a simplistic approach uh, that I think uh, can be applied very quickly. Right? Is this lump sum just and the the philosophy behind this is this lump sum a and I'm putting my hands up here in air quotes, right? A good offer, <laughs> right? So am I getting as I said earlier? I think you know the the pension is the apple with the income stream you can't outlive, and the lump sum is the orange where you have full control on all the investment risk. How do we equate these two to something that we can understand? You know, am I getting a good offer? You know, if they're offering me the orange, are they giving me a big enough orange for the apple? I'm going to give up, right? So, uh, one way I tend to do that is I I want to just take some basic math, and you you take the lump sum amount, and then you take the payment stream that you would take, right? So this is very important because they may calculate the lump sum on just a single annuity life, but maybe you're not going to do that. You're going to take 100% joint survivor, so both you and your spouse are covered for your joint lifetime. Uh, you take that annual amount, you divide that by the lump sum, so then whatever that interest rate is, then you say to yourself, is that a reasonable rate of return I can expect if I invest this money a certain way? And I'm just going to pick an interest rate number here, and let's say if it's 6. 6% is the is the number you get there, right? So well, I'll invest this money in 50 to 60% stocks in a diversified stock and bond portfolio. It's probably perfectly reasonable that I'll get 6 6% on average, which means that, you know, theoretically, whenever I am not needing this money anymore, that lump sum is left over, right? So that's a good, that's a good value, right, relative to that income stream, right? So the, the orange and the apple are fairly even at that point in time, right? So let's say that interest rate is, is 10%, right? Well, okay, so that means you've got to really earn a lot of, have super outsized, very aggressive returns on that money, to keep up with what the income stream would give you. All right, so maybe a little out of balance towards keeping the keeping the pension at that kind of interest rate point. 
and let's go the opposite way and let's say the interest rate is is lower than six so let's say it's three or four and you're like well my opportunity to have this lump sum outrun that then is pretty high right so then maybe the lump sum tilts more in that in that regard All right now these things are these things are calculated through uh, you know current interest rate environment and actuarial tables and things like that um, to to theoretically be actuarially the same but the their set of fact patterns may not necessarily match way you need it to apply to your financial life and that's why I kind of use this kind of just general rule of thumb about is that a good offer or not so can I reasonably expect to get the interest rate in which that calculates to and if the answer is yes I'm indifferent right and then if it skews one way or the other you can one leans one way versus the other right so if you're indifferent then that's a good offer that's a fair offer right the apple and the orange are fairly equal for what they are if the offer is good and the math seems to work out to, to one side or the other, uh, let's go down the pension stream side choice. Tell us what the advantages are, maybe the pros and cons. So the pros of taking the pension would be the longevity protection, money you can't outlive. right? It also then, if you have a greater portion of your assets, your core, or I'm sorry, your expenses, your core expenses are covered through money you can't outlive, that gives you flexibility with your remaining asset to perhaps increase your market exposure and grow those assets more in retirement. Are there things to be concerned about on the pension side? So the health of the pension plan is certainly a concern. You want to make sure it's a good, viable pension plan and it's fully funded. Uh, you know, that's there's that situation. That's probably That's probably the biggest one, you know, it's a usually it's a permanent decision, right? If you take the pension plan, although that is, you know, they are offering lump sums as I, I think I said earlier, they are offering lump sums now, kind of retroactively. So it's becoming more of an active decision than it ever has been. But still, you should probably think of it as a permanent decision. Now, for married couples on this side of the fence, there's some spousal uh, options as well too. Can you run uh, through some of those choices? So typically speaking, if you were married, you will have some alternate annuity stream options that you can take with your pension or pension stream options. So usually those are going to run from, uh, you almost always have a 50% joint and survivor uh, by law. You have to have that if you're married. And then a lot of plans will then offer variations of 50% joint and survivor up to 100% joint and survivor. And just to make sure we understand what we're saying there, let's say my pension is $20,000 a year, right? If I pick as as a 100% joint survivor, well, that means if I'm alive, if we're both alive, we get $20,000 a year. If I pass away, my spouse gets $20,000 a year, as opposed to the 50% joint survivor, where if I'm alive, we're getting $20,000 a year, but if I pass away, my spouse only gets $10,000 a year. That's typically what that means. Let's go back uh, to the other side of the fence. Uh, pros and cons on the uh, lump sum option. So the pros would be you have full control of that money. It is yours to do with what you will, right? So you can hopefully grow it over time and then possibly leave it to your heirs. So you have kind of full liquidity and full power over that. So the, the con there is uh, with full power comes full responsibility, and the investment risk is all yours. <laughs> it's uh, one would have to take those proceeds and, and invest it, to, and it's not always the best choice for do-it-yourself investors, but, but it could be. What, uh, how do you handle that part of it? How do they make the decision of whether, hey, I can do this or I probably can't? So 
we tend to, through our, our financial planning process, we will look at both sides of the coin for you so you can tell, can you can see if one decision is dramatically better on your financial life versus the other. This is an emotional decision for folks, and, and well, it should be. This is uh, uh, something that's going to determine the, the financial course maybe for the rest of your uh, your, your lives or uh, for the uh, couple's lives. Um, what do you tell them? In the last meeting, when you're coming up to the decision, and, and um, how, do you, how do you get them over the hill? So I think the first thing we have to do, we have to have people acknowledge that even if your financial independence is strong and you have a good understanding of that, to shift from accumulating money to using your money is always a moment of trepidation. You know, I, you know, I don't care what your net worth is. That is true. I've, I've been in planning for over 14 years. I've vicariously retired over 650 times. I have seen that more often than not, that people always have this moment of pause when you walk away from earning money and you have to shift to using the money you've been saving and use that to support your lifestyle then going forward. Right. So good planning where you can kind of look at their whole financial life hopefully puts them at ease. You know, I sometimes say even if they academically know they're okay we can take them from academically knowing they're okay to knowing that they're okay emotionally right so and then as long as then once they know that then then they have the ability to then make decisions and move forward that was david stubblefield in conversations with commerce trust david thank you for joining us today thank you the risk of loss in securities and other investments can be substantial you should always carefully consider whether investments either entered into directly by you or through Commerce Trust or any financial institution on a discretionary managed basis is appropriate for you in light of your investment objectives, financial circumstances, tax status, your tolerance to risks, and your investment experience. In considering whether to trade or invest, you should inform yourself and be aware of the risks generally. Non-depository investments offered in connection with Commerce Bank are not guaranteed are not FDIC insured, and as noted earlier, may lose value. Any information provided is for the purpose of general education, information, or illustration only and is not to be treated as the opinion of Commerce Trust Company or Commerce Bank as a recommendation on any future investments or market behavior. Providing this information, which may be of value to you or others in the general audience, shall not detract from an investor's responsibilities to take all such steps and make all such inquiries as may be necessary or desirable to ensure that you fully understand and are familiar with any potential future investment. Neither Commerce nor any of its officers, employees, or agents have made any recommendation or given any advice as to the terms and profitability of any investment or market activity which may be referenced here. Accordingly, you understand that you are and shall at all times be fully responsible for any investment transaction you choose to enter into, and that you shall not have relied on any of the following information from Commerce as a basis for an investment decision. Please also note that Commerce does not offer tax, legal, or specific estate planning advice, and while we may provide information or express general opinions from time to time, such information or opinions are not offered as professional tax or legal advice. If you are in any doubt about the risk involved in any trading or investment arrangements, or you are uncertain of or have not understood any aspect of the risk disclosure statement, you should seek independent professional advice. Markets, economic forecast, and specific investments can change from time to time based on a variety of individual, interrelated, or complex factors of varying degree. This disclosure statement cannot, of course, disclose all the risks 
and other significant aspects of investments, economies, or markets in which you may elect to transact from time to time. You should therefore carefully study relevant investment arrangements in advance of making decisions regarding investing.